Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello, welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole. Another episode, and uh, we just welcome you back. This is uh, going to be episode four or part four of... Holy Marriage! <laughs> I got it right this week. I know, that's awesome. <laughs> Holy Marriage! So uh, we've been talking about what does God want in our marriage? We've been talking about what? <laughs> We've been talking about what God wants in our marriage, that he wants us to have a blessed marriage and fun, full of joy, full of hope. And no matter where you're at or what you're facing, you can have that blessed marriage. You just need to put God first in it. And then the Lord will move in, and in His love, He will start to bring those things to you. So that's what we've been talking about uh, over the last three weeks. Uh, this is part four of that holy marriage. And uh, we just welcome you back again. And we welcome you to Connection Show. We're so glad that you're uh, joining with us and watching or listening. You can always go to connectionshow.org. Send us a message, send us a comment, a prayer request, a question if you have that. Let us know where you're watching from or listening from. We would love to hear from you. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> I'm thinking of the old, <laughs> the old uh, TV shows. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do like Price is Right, you know, you'll win this prize. <laughs> We just, we just praise God for you. And, uh, you know, we haven't talked about in a while why we're doing this show or what the vision God gave us uh, for this show was. And so one of the things is when we started Connection, the whole point of Connection was so that we could connect with you and together we could connect more with God and connect more with Jesus because what we found is that when we have a proper relationship happening with God, it truly brings joy yeah. and fullness in our lives. And we want to share that with you as well. But we didn't want to be, you know, talking about the game show thing just a second ago. We didn't want this to be a plastic, made up, everything's in place show. Uh, we wanted it to be real. We wanted it, the word. I don't know, that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> it's with us. <laughs> it's, we, you know, life is not always. A box of it doesn't, chocolates. That's, you never know what you're going to get. That's true. I like chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's good. I like chocolate. <laughs> um, life doesn't always fit in the box of what we've planned. It is, it has seams. And that was one of the ways we described it. We didn't want connection to be seamless uh, where everything was put into place. We wanted it to be real. We wanted it to be genuine. And that's why we leave a lot of the stuff. You know, if we make a mistake, we make a mistake and we move on. We learn how Rarely to get happens. better with it. Yeah, it hardly ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. It's a one seam <laughs> show so far. And uh, we actually did good. Last show, we had two seams right from the beginning. We did. And you then we only had him. one more after that. Yeah, that was, I don't remember it, but so that was last it one was, was me at three. Oh. Saying the wrong name. I said holy matrimony instead of holy marriage. <laughs> you said holy what? Matrimony. Oh, that's not what it sounded <laughs> like you said just then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounded anyway. like you said matrioni. Matrioni. <laughs> that's probably somebody's last name, some Italian person that can probably cook pasta really good. But I said matrimony. <laughs> well, there's the other seam. That's two. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we just welcome you. So what did we, let's just review. The first week we talked about. First week we talked about our engagements yep. and how it was based upon the leading of God. We wouldn't yes. move without the leading yep. of God. The second week we were talking about how important it was to know that you know that your marriage and relationship was ordained by God because while it's all, you know, tea cakes and roses in the beginning, there's going yeah. to be bumps in the road. And it's important to know yeah. that you've heard from God when those bumps in the road happen because you know no matter what, it's going to be okay because God said so. Yeah. And on that topic, not just in marriage, but even in our relationships mm -hmm. with friends, yeah. uh, we need to hear from the Lord on that too. Yeah. There's certain people we don't need to be hanging you don't out with. Be friends with everybody. And you're wondering why life is, you know, not the box of chocolates is because you have not asked the Lord what whether or not you should be in that relationship yeah. anymore. Uh, there's a, I, we watch it all the time. People come into church and they wonder why their life is so messed up. And it's like, who are you hanging out with on Friday night? Who's who? Who is it? Because that's where all your temptations are coming from. And the people that actually get to the place where they're willing to put everything in the Lord's hand, man, the Lord can take them and really bless their life and bless their relationships. God will give you better relationships than the ones that are connected to the world and outside of God. He will give you great relationships. You just learn to trust Him in that. And He wants to bless them. He wants to bring yeah. joy. He wants to bring peace in your relationship, in your marriage as well. But you uh, got to be hanging out with the right people. That's right. With the, the right people. Yeah, this is... We'll be here all day. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I have these types of jokes coming at me all the time. I've, that's why he's so full of joy. I'm still not used to them. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then they just catch me. Well, we've, we've been together for 22 years. I know. So. <laughs> I'm still not used to them. That says something about your jokes. <laughs> they get better and better every year. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Scene three. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Carry on. All right. And last, last week, week what did we talk about? We talked about the different kinds of love. So you got the love that is all about you and yeah. how it makes you feel. Lust or brotherly love. Then you got agape love, which is the God kind of love. You know, and one thing that I was thinking um, as we ended up, what are you laughing at? You la you're thinking I'm in trouble because she's thinking. That's no, what no, you're thinking, no. aren't you? <laughs> I was thinking the lust... The lust and the uh, phileo love and the eros love, the desire or the brotherly love, it all has to do with what is being done for you. What about me? Yeah, what about me? What about me? But also the, mm -hmm. you know, what have you done for me lately? I was bum, singing. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum. <laughs> but you know what? People don't know that song anymore. <laughs> We've outgrown. <laughs> There's a lot of people that don't know that song. Our generation can appreciate that song. Yeah. You're welcome. All you other people, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know that. I'd be sorry that they don't know that song. But anyway. Okay. Anyway, it was so good when it came. It was popular when it came. It was. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus but back that, then. That's how the world really defines love is what have you done for me? And as soon as somebody stops doing things for them, they, they quote unquote fall, fall out, out of love. love. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem. It's not really love. It's actually just fleshly emotion. <laughs> you got issues. Yeah. 
<laughs> you got issues, girl. You got issues, girl. But when you have agape love, you have all three. Yeah. You know, because you think about it. When I am yep. loving you, I am making a choice to love you, my yes. husband, and commit to that choice. Yes. And unconditionally give to you. Yep. And you're doing the same for me. We're going to lust after each other. But we're yep. also going to have that connection, that brotherly yeah. connection, because we're going to spend time with each other. Yes. So we're going to develop the same in, you know, common interests and stuff. So when you have that agape love, that God kind of love, you're going to have every kind of love yeah, yeah. in your marriage. Yes, that's right. And I know it's right. Amen. I said it. Good job. <laughs> you want a cookie? <laughs> no, they're fattening. Oh. <laughs> um, when you have when what we defined agape love, real love, love that's eternal, love that is solid, love that has a, a firm foundation, that is God. God is love, and, yeah. and that is agape love. And it's not uh, what can you do for me, it's what can I do for that's you. That's right. It's how can I give to you. And we defined it as four parts. Uh, part one, love, agape love, true love is a choice mm -hmm. and a, number two, a commitment. It's a choice and a commitment to that choice to unconditional giving at the leading of God. In other words, I don't just give, give, give without taking any direction from right. God. I need Him to lead me what to give, what not to give. Uh, and it, you know, we use 1 Corinthians 13, 3 to talk you about know, that. You think about that, bringing up that point on when to give. It's not always right to give. Because yeah. you think about the prodigal son. Yeah. Well, what if somebody said, well, I mean, I was just acting in love and just he had a need. Yeah. I could meet that need. Love gives. Well, for that prodigal son, love was leaving him be, letting him yeah. hit rock bottom so he realized that everything he needed was already provided yeah. for him. So that's where you have to be led by God, yeah. even in your giving, because just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's exactly right. Well, and if you look at that verse, the 1 Corinthians thirteen three, doesn't the Bible say to give to the poor? Mm -hmm. It does. It says give to the poor, right? Uh, doesn't it say give your life to Christ? Yes. Okay. And yet in 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it says even if I give all my possessions to the poor or even if I give my body to be burned, in other words, I'm completely given of myself yeah. and have not love. Yep. So I'm outside of love even in giving and if I'm outside of love, I'm outside of God because right. God is love. That's so right. I am outside of his plan by giving. That means that there's another variable that needs to take place. In other words, we are to give to the poor when he leads us yes. to. And that's the key. A lot of people miss that. I've heard people say, well, God will never tell you not to give. Yes, he will. Yes, he right will. there in that verse, he says, you don't, you don't just give. You need to understand that you can be outside of love even in giving. Mm -hmm. And the example that we used was, you know, Luke would, uh, he would honestly have, you know, cheesy roll-ups and uh, ice, ice cream. cream for every meal 
uh, if we let him. But that's not love for us to mm -hmm. feed him that. There's not a lot of nutritional value. That might be a good treat for him, and that might be love to treat him to that sometimes, but that's not what to make a meal off right. of. I need to be led by the wisdom of God on how to keep him in nutrition. And so that's why he doesn't get that for every meal. We have to have the leading of God. Well, yeah. there's wisdom of God on what I give to my spouse. Uh, what I give and what I don't give. There's times where she, I know it's been rare, but there's been times where she has desired things she shouldn't have desired. And there have been times when I've desired things that I shouldn't have, and she didn't need to give to me, and I didn't need to give to her. And we needed to take that direction from the wisdom of God because that direction is where love is. That's right. But I'm willing to give anything. Yeah. I'm willing to give whatever, all of it, yeah. If the Lord leads me to, I'm ready. And if I'm not willing to give that, I'm already outside of that love yeah. if I'm not willing to. Now all I need, I'm ready. It's kind of like a, a runner at the start of the race in the starting blocks. I'm just ready for the gun to sound and I will take off in that giving. Well, I'm just, that gun sounding is mm -hmm. simply the voice of the Lord. I'm willing to give every part of me. I'm willing to give all my possessions to the poor. I'm willing to give my body to the be burnt to be burned, right? But I have to hear from the Lord in yeah. order to move into that. So, amen. Yeah. Well, I think about with Abraham and Isaac, Abraham was willing. Yes. You know, he went at the command of God, but he told his servants, yes. the boy and I will return. Because he knew if, he, if God asked him to give Isaac, he was willing to give yes. because he knew what God's word was. He yes. knew that God's promise for him was good and for life. Yes. So he was willing, but then God didn't ask him to, and yeah. you know, we know the rest of the story, but it's, are we willing? And so many times we say, yes, 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 yeah. until it comes to that point of something that we cherish. Yes. And that's where you see you're not necessarily willing. Yeah, if we're not willing to give it, then we really need to check ourselves on our heart uh, one of the rules that the Lord gave me some time ago, he said, look, if it takes you more than a couple of seconds to process it and be willing to give something away, uh, you don't have that item. That item has you. you. Yeah. yeah. And that's been a great rule yeah. to hold on to because if I find myself, if the Lord says to do something, mm -hmm. that's not just gifts or it's not just tangible things. But what if the Lord tells me, you know, to serve you in a way or forgive you, you know, for something that you Ooh. may have done wrong. Well, if it takes me more, well, I'm just mad at her. You don't know what she Then did. that yeah. item has me. I don't have it. It's, con it's now controlling me. Yeah. And the Lord wants to bring us to the place of freedom. So if it takes me more than a couple of seconds to say, okay, done, forgiven, no problem. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, now I'm moving in love when I can get there. But if I can't get there, I'm outside of love. Yeah. And while I'm, and it's not hurting you as much as it is That's probably right. me. You know. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that we talked about was this. Let's uh, let's turn to Ephesians chapter five. I want to show you something. So one of the things that the Word talks to us about is it shows us the picture of marriage. And it says that marriage is between a man and a wife, right? 
Uh, marriage shall be between a, a husband and a wife. And then you see there in this, in this picture in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, I was at the wrong place, <laughs> it says here in verse 22, and uh, it says, wives be subject to your husband. So in this situation, what you have is you have a husband and a wife. Uh, be subject to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. Listen, there is an authority structure. It doesn't mean that necessarily one is better or greater. It means that there is an authority structure. Yeah. And if you try to operate outside of this authority structure, things don't go well. You don't have the blessed marriage. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that my wife is under my thumb. But there is, this is New Testament, this is grace, there is an authority structure. And we can get into the details of that. If you've got a question about that, we'll be happy to answer those questions for you. But at the same time, if a call needs to be made, like if we need to make a decision for our family, Nicole submits that. She says, look, I'm, I fall under that authority. And in that is humility. And what comes as a result of humility? Grace. Yes. Grace and greater grace happens when we humble ourselves and we submit ourselves to God's ways. So there is an authority structure. It says, but it, it says, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ also is the head of the church. And he himself, talking about Christ, being the Savior of the body. So what you see here is you see a husband and a wife, and then you see uh, the husband, the head of the church, and the body, the bride of Christ, the whole church, right? Then it says, but as the church uh, is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be uh, to their husbands in everything. Then it gets real to the husbands. Talk about getting real. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Yeah. Now see, a lot of men in this society would say this. They would say, look, well, look, if somebody tried to break into my house and they threatened her life, I would give myself for her. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's great. But would you give yourself for her when God asked you to forgive her? Mm-hmm. Would you give yourself for her when she's been a jerk and nagging, right? Would you give yourself for her unconditionally? Because that's the full picture of what it's talking about. Yeah. It's not just talking about when everything's going great. It's talking about when everything's not going great. Just like Christ gave himself in Romans chapter 5 when we were sinners helpless and even enemies of God. That's when, when we had, were a mess. Yes unconditional. So a lot of men would say, well, I would give my life. I love her so much. I love her to death. I'd give my life for her, mm -hmm. but they won't forgive her. Yeah. You know, and this is, this is not just husbands to wives. This is the heartbeat of Christ and we're to follow Christ. We're to follow his example, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not just something that we need to do from a husband to a wife. This also is the same heart that a wife, wife should have yeah. to a husband, that a brother should have to another brother in Christ, that a sister should have to another sister in Christ, mm -hmm. bearing the burdens of one another, humbling ourselves to one another. This is the love of God. Yeah. This is defining the love of God here. And he says, husbands, love your wives. In other words, you could say, listen, believer, 
child of God, love people just as Christ also loved the church. So, and gave himself for her. Listen, it, this goes in other relationships as well. This is what's missing in people's lives is they don't give themselves to one another. They just are after their own stuff. And we don't realize it because we've been taught that it's normal. But when you start to examine this and hold your life up in comparison, there's no comparison to the way that Christ loved the church and how a lot of us have been acting. And we need to draw that up. Remember, uh, it's just in the chapter before this in Ephesians 4 that it says that our job is to move and grow and mature to the fullness of the stature of Christ. We need to come up to that place. Amen. Amen. So, and then he says this, he says in verse 26, when Christ gave himself to the church, it sanctifies her. Mm -hmm. It makes her holy mm -hmm. and cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Listen, you want your wife or your spouse to come to a better place in God? Give yourself up for them, right? forgive them, yeah. love on them, give unconditionally at the leading of God. Right. Stop making excuses for withholding that. This, this is so important. And when that happens, now let's say that Nicole does something wrong to me, right? And I'm mad, I'm upset, she did the wrong thing. When I hold on to that, it holds strife in the middle. Mm -hmm. God's not there. And what I really need is I need supernatural power in this relationship. And, and if she did something wrong, she needs supernatural power to help her yeah. get over that issue. Well, by me holding on to it, that does not help her at all. But when I forgive her and I give myself unconditionally to her, I right then I inject love yes. into the situation. Well, who am I injecting? It's not just a tangible item. I'm injecting the person of yeah. God. I'm injecting supernatural power that will now take her by the hand and hold her up and help cleanse her and sanctify her and give her the help that uh, she needs. Yeah. I remember one time with, um, I was, uh, and, and I want you to tell part of this, but it says this, it, it one time I was having a tough time and uh, I don't, I, there was probably all kinds of reasons for it, but I was just not being who I needed to be in the Lord. And uh, one of the things that I was doing was I was staying up late. Uh, I wasn't wanting to go to work. I was just really not feeling responsible. I, I guess part of it was just not wanting to grow up, but there have been some things that happened and I used them as excuses and I was sitting there just not... Uh, not being who I needed to be in Christ, not being who I needed to be to my wife, uh, not being who I needed to be to our children. And uh, Nicole was frustrated. I mean, she was frustrated with me. And, uh, and I don't blame her because I was not being who I needed to be. And then all of a sudden, um, at that time when you were frustrated with me, you could have held it against me, right? You could have held it against me, been mad with me, fussed at me, nagged at me. You could have done so much stuff, but you didn't. Right. right? You went and, and you tell, you, you take it from there. Well, you know, we had just moved to a new town. We had a, you know, a new baby, six-month-old baby. So I'm feeling very alone at the time yeah. because I'm in a new place, a new baby. 
and you know women know after baby your hormones are all over the place and the husband that I needed the my best friend my one that could be there for me I felt like wasn't there I felt like he wasn't there you know and so at that point that's when Satan comes in with all the lies yeah. you know and that well you know you gained weight from the marriage or from the pregnancy he doesn't love you anymore then that went to he's probably having an affair now let me say this ridiculous because the dude never left the house I don't know when he was supposed to have an affair but you know these are the stupid and that yeah. just shows the stupidity of Satan and his lies so I mean all these things are going through my mind and I just I was thinking them and I was feeling down and feeling alone and feeling hopeless and I just stopped yeah. I was like you know what no no I'm not accepting these lies I don't know what's going on with him because at the time he, he didn't even feel like talking I didn't and he, know I didn't know what was going yeah, on yeah and that's him. what I found out yeah. later was he didn't even know what was going on he didn't know he had you know stuff going on yeah. really it's just the way he was yeah um you know so he didn't know he needed to reach out and talk and I just decided you know what this isn't the way marriage is supposed to be this isn't what God ordained yeah. what I'm seeing it may be what is manifesting right now but it is not the promise of God and until I see the full manifestation of God's promise I'm not relenting yeah and so I got on my knees in prayer I got in the Word of God and I would and just let me and let me inter, interject here I do believe that most wives mm -hmm. the majority of wives would have been all down my throat yeah nagging and and you did at, at first the beginning. at the beginning you did and then there was a marked difference when she stopped yeah and it wasn't long after the beginning but I believe that the majority of wives would have been down my throat on my case and the truth is, I didn't even know what was wrong, but your that marked difference when you stopped, yeah, it did something to me. So. Well, and what I realized was, I'm not going to have a difference on him. I can't change him. Yeah. The only person I can change is me. I'm going to be the best wife I can possibly be, but being the best wife means to the death, loving him That's to right. the death. That's that means right. being willing for me, my flesh, to die. For him. Yeah. So I put down my flesh and my pride and all the things that I, I deserve and stuff. And I hit my knees in prayer and I started looking up what a man of God is supposed to be. And daily I would go and I'd lay hands on his pillow. I'd lay hands on his coat, his uh, coat, you know, and I'd just call him what the word called him, yeah. not how he was acting. I would confess over him, Lord, I thank you for this strong man of God yeah. who takes us to church every time the doors are open, who leads us in your ways. And it it wasn't long. It was, I think, like a couple of months after that that yeah. I saw the difference. Now, a couple of months may sound long to some, but it's not. It's a pretty quick turnaround yeah. just by going and to the Word. Your turn from uh, having a right to argue and fuss to unconditional giving, right. whether I had it right or not, her turn to love, it empowered me. It turned and you, it yeah. turned me and it empowered me. Your love and forgiveness allowed grace to come in and empower me. And within a few months, everything had changed and it was one of the most strengthening things Amen. ever. 
So no matter where you're at right now, you can make a difference. And listen, God wants to make a difference in your life. Just pray this with me. Just say, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of my marriage. You're the Lord of my relationships. And right now, I receive you as Lord and Savior. You died for me. You rose again. God brought you back to life. And he's bringing me back in my relationship now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining with us this week. We love you. We praise God for you. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.